Arizona, Arizona Sports, the local the sports local leader. Sports leader. Burns and Gamble, the four o'clock reset. Four o'clock reset. All right, Mitch is homesick today, which means Lauren, you're the captain. Is this, now. Is this your first time? No. This is not your first oh, I four o'clock reset. Time doing the four o'clock reset. No, have no. You done it before? No, Mitch took some time off a oh. few months back. Before it was a staple of the Burns and Gamble okay. show. This so- is my first time as a regular. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. All right. You're the oh, captain oh now. Make it all happen, right. Captain. My captain. I, I hope we don't all die in the end. <laughs> I hope not either. I hope Wait, not Wait, that, that was Dead Poets Society. I, I know. What, didn't some of them die at the end of Dead Poets Society? Lauren's yes. like, yes, they did. One of them kills himself. Yes. Oh. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> I loved that movie. <laughs> you don't remember it very well, apparently. Yeah. Yes, there was some death at the end of that. All right, nobody dies during the 4 o'clock reset. Let's go with that. Yeah, all right. The thrilling NBA All-Star Weekend has wrapped up, and the national media had a lot to say about it. Here is Stephen A. Smith. Ladies and gentlemen, what transpired last night was an absolute travesty. Nearly 400 points was scored. No defense, no effort whatsoever. This is the ultimate indictment against the NBA stars who show up on NBA All-Star Weekend. You play harder in the summer league when you're training. And we know it's a flagrant lack of effort and it's embarrassing. And we know if money was on the line, you'd be given more effort, even though you're already getting paid hand over foot. How do you think they should change the NBA All-Star Weekend going forward, or should they just get rid of it completely? Cancel it. Cancel it. The guys, these guys, they're not going to play competitively. There's very little they could do. They could do to try to make these guys play hard. I don't think there's anything to do to fix the game. I think they. I agree with my colleague here. They should get rid of the game. The weekend, I think they should tweak. And I'm interested in exploring the idea. And I don't know if it's been floated formally of moving the in season tournament to the All-Star Weekend and have the final four of the in-season tournament played on Friday and the championship of the in-season tournament played on Sunday and in between you do the All-Star Saturday stuff with the dunk contest and the three-point shooting contest and all that. But the game itself, there's no amount of money. U.S. versus the world, I I don't think if they don't want to give effort, they ain't going to give effort and that's going to be that. So no, I don't think there's anything you can do to the game itself. That would be must-see TV for Gambo, combining his two favorite things, All-Star Weekend and the the in-season tournament. tournament. It's like I'm reading the consumer's mind when I'm... (laughs) And somehow the ratings were up, which I don't understand. Yeah, they were like 20%. How? Rigged. Did nobody nobody watch last year? Yeah. All right. And yesterday, the Phoenix Municipal Court set a February 23rd court date for Isaiah Stewart on a misdemeanor assault charge for punching Drew Eubanks in the face before that Pistons game. Anybody seen the video Throw away the key. Bread and water. (laughs) Anybody seen the video yet? No, we're all waiting for the video to come out. The video is TMZ. I want to see it. Paid off somebody for the video yet? I still want to see it. I know. Listen, I'm going to be very proud of Drew Eubanks. That guy punched him as hard as he could, and he just sit there and took it? Okay. (laughs) He ain't so bad. It's bad. He ain't so bad. He's, he's not a he's a he's not a machine. He's a man. Be more man than him. If we're going Rocky, okay, go ahead. I would I'm love sorry. to see if he doesn't even flinch. Yeah, really. Just looks at him. 
That's what I want in a center on my Phoenix Suns Somebody team. Someone who right. can take a punch. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the Brooklyn Nets fired their head coach, Jacques Vaughn, during his second season with the team. The Nets promoted assistant coach Kevin Ollie to be interim head coach today. It's been a disaster. That team had high expectations that they were going to really compete in the East. There was even talk that did they break up the the band and try to trade Mikael Bridges while they can. He's still got a lot of value and haven't done that. Uh, they're deciding to build around him, but big disappointments for the Brooklyn Nets. I do wonder when they will change their mind about Mikel and if they ever decide to start shopping him. Because I, I, I think that's the next step for that organization. But we'll see if they ever reach that conclusion or not. I think that's the next. After Suns had any draft picks at all, I would be like, make an offer. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Grayson <laughs> Allen, and uh, he'll just come back in a couple years when he's a free agent. As anyway. little, and we'll give you a, like we don't, but you don't. We'll give you a bunch of third round picks. Try to convince him that the third round actually exists. Come home, Mikel. I'm the Suns fan counting down the years till the end of his contract sure so he can I, come I back to that. Phoenix, yeah. as we all know. I believe that, yes. But as the 2024 spring training season gears up, Derek Hall and Ken Kendrick spoke to the media yesterday about the future of the team and Chase Field, and it's fair to say it raised some eyebrows. Derek Hall joined Wolf and Luke today and cleared up some of those comments. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what the, what the holdup is, and I will say this. this the, the public officials that we've spoken to have been really engaged. And obviously, everyone we talk to says, we don't want you to go anywhere. So I think it's just a matter of coming together. I think all of us sitting down, not just us with the county or us with the city or us with the state, but all all of us together, I think, to, to find a solution. And, and I think we can get there. But everyone I talk to is engaged. They, they're they very complimentary. They don't want us to go anywhere. They love Chase Field. Uh, so I totally agree with you. But, um, you know, e- even like the city, remember, we're county owned. And the county is limited in in what resources they have. So that's part of it, too. How does that make you guys feel coming off of this World Series season? This has been an issue for five years. Like, this first came up five years ago. Like, hey, this ballpark's starting to get old. I mean, there's only three ballparks in the National League that are older, but all of them have already undergone... Um, you know, changes to to make the ballparks better. The Diamondbacks have not. So this has been a five year in the works, but now you're running out of time with the lease coming up at 27. They could actually get out in a year. They just have to give notice. The ballpark needs to be refurbished. It yeah. needs it needs money. It needs a big investment in it. Absolutely. I I'm a chronic worrier. I worry about a lot of stuff. I am not worried at all about the Arizona Diamondbacks leaving Arizona. I, I just to me. That is step, you know, that's L or M or N. We're on step B or C or D. It's just like so far down the road. I don't think it's worth. I know what Ken said, and I don't think he meant to say it that way. And it was interpreted the way it was. I'm not worried about them leaving, but I am worried about them fixing up that ballpark because it does need to get fixed up. And NFL insider Daniel Jeremiah released his latest mock draft today. At number one, he has the Bears taking Caleb Williams. At number two, he has Drake May going to the Commanders. At three, he has the Patriots taking Marvin Harrison Jr., which means at number four, the Cardinals take Malik Neighbors. Would you guys be happy with Neighbors, or would you want to see him take an O-lineman? I want to see him trade down. I want to see him trade down. Mm-hmm. Trying to be sitting yeah. there at... Listen, there's no way in the world, in my opinion, that if they stayed at four and Harrison's gone, that they would take a wide receiver over an offensive lineman. So to your question as it is, I think that would be awful to do, to draft the second best wide receiver when you could have Joe Alt or Fashanu. You could have one of the best offensive linemen. I would do that.
I agree with that part of it, but I would think a trade down becomes try to find somebody who wants Jaden Daniels and and get out of that spot, move down a little bit, get some extra assets. I would think that'd be. But if the choice is just offensive lineman, wide receiver, I'd probably prefer the offensive lineman in that moment. Yeah. And then you could trade down, maybe get like the fourth or fifth best wide receiver in the draft. You don't need to sit up that high to get who you want. But moving to college basketball, St. John's head coach Rick Patino had some harsh comments after their 68-62 loss to Seton Hall on Sunday. I had no choice. We just could take who we could get, who was available. We had no choice. Um, I don't think we were going to win the first year anyway, because when you rush like that and you don't see the players and you just not not a whole lot we can do. But it's um, I think I've enjoyed even even the Celtics when we lost. I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year. But this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. He said, like, this team's not athletic. He really ripped his team. He really ripped his team. He's talking about a grumpy old man yelling at a cloud. Man. <laughs> I'm sure there was a lot more from that. Oh, Lord's like, oh, yeah. It was two minutes and seven seconds in its entire Of yeah. old man yelling, get off my we've, lawn. We've about- got no athletes. <laughs> we have a basketball team with no athleticism at all. It opens with they can't move their feet and they don't know what they're doing. Yes, it was. I mean, it was scorched to earth a coach t- you know taking task his players and his team now listen my fondest memory of being a college basketball fan is the final four team that Louis Carnesecca had with Chris Mullet and Mark Jackson and Walter Berry and Bill Weddington I loved that team uh-huh. I loved that that was my favorite moment of being a college basketball fan it's been a long time since Louis Carnesecca and Chris Mullet and Mark Jackson and Walter Berry it's been a long time since John, St. John's has been good a lot of us St. John's fans were very hopeful that Rick Pitino would restore yeah. the, the glory of St. John's basketball. Wait for it. Wait for it. Good. It hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened. He might be waiting a while. And I fi- have been waiting a while. Yeah, fair. Since the fair. 80s. And finally, the Arizona Coyotes lost yesterday 6-3 to the Edmonton Orioles, making that 10 losses in a row for them. They will play next tomorrow at home against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The lead going into the third period of that game, it just got absolutely destroyed in the third period. Frustrating. I think they're 10 points out of the last playoff spot with like five teams in front of them now. They they occupied that spot not that long ago. About three and yeah. a half, maybe four weeks ago, they occupied that spot. Not anymore. This Keith Kachuk's not walking through that door. <laughs> but he can't even fit through that door right now. Oh, Keith. Have you seen my boy Keith? Uh, no, I haven't. But, man. you know, on behalf of guys man. who are pleasantly plump, go easy, man. man. my boy Keith. Not, not all doorways are made for little people like you, alright? Like, doors should be wide, too. Go easy on us, Gambo. I mean, go easy he, on us. Went to bait enough to eat the whole bakery. Oh, before this gets out of hand, that is your four o'clock Thank reset. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. When we come back, thanks, Lauren. Bravo. Well done. As an official member of the Burns and Gambo show, which you have been for many months, well done on your four o'clock reset filling in for Mitch. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, um, you heard what Stephen A. had to say. We'll play it again in case you missed it. He wasn't the only one. It's not just us two, it's not just us four. Who thought that thing on Sunday night was an abomination? Everybody feels that way. That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. 
Hey, it's Wolf. Are the young players on the Arizona Diamondbacks roster seeing firsthand how much the World Series run helped their confidence? We get going tomorrow at 10 a.m. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. So what we've decided here on the Burns and Gambo show, it's not gender specific, it's not age specific, it's not uh, dog specific, it's not cat specific. There is not an entity walking this earth that we can find that enjoyed the All-Star game on Sunday night for the NBA. No, it's, everybody. It's, it's, it's everybody it's hated universal. it. So I'm, you know, and sometimes maybe it's like, you know, watching a, a, a train wreck or something. Maybe the ratings were high because people just wanted to see how bad it was. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I don't get how the ratings could be up. There is nobody I know that enjoyed that game. Women, children, all ages. Jamal watched it and hated it. I, that's why I'm saying this is not an old man get off your lawn thing. God, that was a brutal, brutal game to watch. One team took 96 three-pointers. <laughs> 96. That's so bad. Like the records that were 397 points in the game. The East had 97 three-pointers. There was 66 threes made, 168 attempted. I mean, it was, it was, oh, it's not basketball. That's, that, that's, that's, that's not basketball. No, and, and even still, this is Brian Windhorst talking about the All Star game. This was very obvious if you caught even a sliver of the Adam Silver post game trophy presentation. Well, let me tell you who was turned off the commissioner, Adam Silver, who went through the post game trophy presentation, if you want to call it that, with a lot of vinegar in his voice. He really really made some changes to this event that he thought was going to get the players to show more uh, competitive spirit. He even kind of quasi-promised it on Saturday night in his annual address with the media, thinking that the changes and the conversations he had would lead to improvement, and that did not happen. And, you know, the players this year have sort of been asked three things. One, to not rest as much for national television televised games, and that came with financial penalties to teams that didn't comply. That, for the most part, has happened, and there's been a couple of fines given out. Two, for the players to care about the in-season tournament, which came with a $500,000 bonus for winning, and that worked, and the players talked about the money the whole time. And then three, this all-star improvement, which came with no financial incentive, and you see the result. Which then begs the question, do they feel like they need financial incentive to make it work? Stephen A., you want, go ahead, react to that. Can I I'm play a Stephen my, A. Cut. My reaction is like, no, like, no, like they're not going to play hard. And this isn't like paying the guy at the end of the bench where there's an incentive for the guy that's making the vet's minimum to make some money. These are guys that are all making 30, 35, 40 million dollars. The vast majority of them are making a fortune. They're not going to be incentivized by an, by an extra million dollars. Stephen A. Smith, you heard this cut during the four o'clock reset, but I'm going to play it again. Cause it's good. Ladies and gentlemen, what transpired last night was an absolute travesty. Nearly 400 points were scored. No defense, no effort whatsoever. This is the ultimate indictment against the NBA stars who show up on NBA All-Star Weekend. You play harder in the summer league when you're training. And we know it's a flagrant lack of effort and it's embarrassing. And we know if money was on the line, you'd be given more effort, even though you're already getting paid hand over foot. Any if you want to show such a flagrant disregard for the fans, for the audience, knowing that the product that you're putting out there is trash from the all-stars, I'm talking about superstars on the court together, all right, going up against one another, and you don't care to compete, why should we watch? And, and but that. did watch. How? How do you explain? Well, how do you explain that the ratings were higher. How? I can't. But you know what? I won't even try. And here's the reason why. 
I didn't watch. I make a choice. I'm a consumer. I choose what to consume. If I go to the movies and I see a trailer for a movie and I look at it and go, oh, I don't want to go see that. I'm not going to go see it. And you don't care what the rate, what the I, I, what I, the Rotten Tomatoes review I, is. I don't care what the Rotten Tomatoes is. Mm. I don't care what the. I don't care about any of that stuff. If I look Siskel at it, and Ebert. I, if I look at it and say that movie's not for me, it's not for you. I'm not going to go see it. And, and I, I think of the All Star Game as the same way. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. No, it, it, it's really that simple. It's true, but if you're in charge of the product, okay. I watched it for about seven minutes. I even tweeted out when it got to 205. Like, this is ridiculous. It was ridiculous. There were guys that were just letting you go by for a layup. Nobody contested a three-point shot. I saw two steals. They were from bad passes. Nobody actively tried to get a steal. It was just like, maybe you made a bad pass, and ah, I just got my, my, you threw it right to me. It's right, a steal. Right, right, Um, So I watched a few, but there are people that are in charge of this product that have to figure out what do we have to do because we're making a mockery of a sport by having these guys go out there and shoot ninety one team shooting 97 three-pointers in a basketball game. Like, it, it's you've got to try to see what you could do. Cancel the game? Perfect. Can't make this the last one. Cancel it. You want to make it... The world versus USA. You want to, if you want to try to salvage it, yeah. you. What I will say is this: you cannot come back with the same format next year. You either cancel it or you make some kind of drastic change. Oh. But you cannot come back with that product again next year. Oh, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, all you had to do was look at Adam Silver during that trophy presentation, and I didn't watch the game, but I did see that. You could tell he was salty. You could tell he was pissed. Like, okay, well, you scored the most points, so I guess you win the trophy. Yay, congratulations. All right, all you had to do, they are in the drawing room, right, in the drawing board right now, trying to figure out how the hell do we fix this. I think he said, and to the Eastern Conference All-Stars, you scored the most points. Yeah. Well, Congratulations. Yeah, and it was flat. And right. It was kind of just like unemotional and all that stuff. Like, you I, guys screwed this game. I totally understand what you're saying. I guess just for me, it's a real simple solution. I'm just going to watch. Just that, and that's it. I, I mean, you you can, if you're not going to fix it, if you're not going to do something that compels me, if the players aren't going to try harder and put out a product that I'm going to watch. And part of this, too, look, I'll be honest, I'm not... I don't want tremendous, I don't want anyone to get hurt. Let me put it that way, all right? It's not worth anybody getting hurt playing in a game like this. If Devin Booker got injured during the All-Star game, I'd be pissed. I'd be furious if that happened. So you can't go too far to the extreme either. Kobe, no, Kobe Bryant had his nose broken by Dwayne Wade one yeah. year. It, it, would you want Devin Booker to get his nose broken? No. In the name of an All-Star game? A useless, worthless, who cares All-Star game. Is it worth it? No. Okay, so so once no. we establish that, if I establish that that I don't really care that much about the game anyway, I want my players staying healthy for when it really matters, I just won't watch. It's easy. Easy solution. Just don't watch it. That's for you, but there's also the other side of it. Like the NBA's got to figure out if they want to come back with this. Well, thing yeah, or of not. course they do, and that's they why have I, to figure out. And if that's they why wanna. we're going to open. And that's me, but I I would compel anybody if there's something out there you don't want to consume, don't consume it. You know, there's nothing that forces you to do it. We're going to take your calls on this one. Uh, and what we're looking for here is solutions, ideas, outside the box. We had a couple earlier in the show. Want to hear from you at 602-260-9870. 602-260-9870. We've put you in charge of fixing the All-Star Weekend. And canceling it counts. And canceling, uh, you can say and canceling it. it counts. It counts. How do you fix it? 
602-260-9870. Your call's next on the Burns and Cambo Show. Burns and Gambo, open phones. 602-260-9870. Today we challenge you on the Burns and Gambo show during our open caller segment. Fix it. Fix it. We'll cancel it. Well, maybe fixing it is canceling it. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to cancel the whole All-Star weekend. No, but just the game. You know, you're going to have All-Stars. Fix it. If you didn't like it. Fix it. Fix it. 602-260-9870. 602-260-9870. Your idea. Hopefully we don't get like five straight calls of people saying just cancel the game. <laughs> In which case, we're going to cancel the caller segment oh, for today. We're man. just going to want to do something else. I'm hoping there are some ideas out there to still have a game or at least within the weekend. And we both had ideas. I'll share mine a little bit throughout this. Let's go to Jim in Gilbert. First up here on the Burns and Gamble Show. Jim, welcome to the show. Fix it. Thanks, guys. Uh, I will provide a quick disclaimer. I am barely a casual NBA fan. I struggle to watch even during the playoffs because of reasons that are not the purpose of this call. Okay. So my fix-it solution is this. Move the game to after the end of the season. Have the players grade the players' performance in that game. If they do not pass, they are not eligible the next season. Happy to hear your thoughts. They would never play it after the season is over because, remember, the season ends for a lot of people, and then there's about six weeks of playoffs. And then so at at the end of the season, there's two teams playing, and everybody else is gone. (laughs) Everybody else is gone. They're on vacation. They're starting to train for the next – you would never be able to bring everybody back to make that happen. Yeah, if you did it, you'd fall prey to what happens in the NFL. They have their all-star game, if you will, at the end of the season. Nobody ever plays it. They all – Bow out. They all. Hey, thank you for calling me an all star. Now I'm not going to play right. in the game. I'm going to go to. I'm going to go to Cabo. But again, you know what? All ideas are welcome here. This is a pure. Well, we're brainstorming, right? We're, we're trying just, to fix it. We're in the lab with this one right now. We're workshopping an idea right now. There are no bad ideas right now. Oh, that one was pretty bad. So um, no, I'm kidding, Jim. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Matt and Queen Creek. Next up, Matt. You see, Matt, fix it. I would, you know. In the spirit of what Jim just said, I would have something a little bit more along the lines of, of backyard basketball. You know, have some games of horse, have some trick shots go up, make it interesting and fun for the fan to watch. And then from a three-point contest standpoint, have it based on, you know, your percentage of your threes made in the first half of the season. That way you have the elite sharpshooters like Curry and Dame going against one another and have a little bit of competition rather than a, a tray going against the Steph Curry. Happy to hear your thoughts. I like I like that call. I like, you know, more competition. Horse. Play horse. Play a game of horse because then you would have the trick shots. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of the Larry Bird commercial. Off the backboard, off the pool, off the, the to track the trailer. Remember that commercial? I do. Yeah, no, Like I a do. game of horse, you would I, see like some some crazy trick shots. And, I love that and idea. And to that point, there was an idea we talked about earlier about about pick all-stars, but rather than have them play a game, make them participate in the three-point contest or the dunk contest or the skills competition, or maybe do a game of horse or something like that. Don't have them play a game, but have them compete against each other in more interesting ways than a game that nobody's trying that hard in. Roy and Phoenix next up here on the Burns and Gambo show. Roy, I say to you, fix it. 
Hey, what's up, guys? Love the show. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you. Uh, I'm with kind of like with the other guys. Like, just make it more. I, I'm, I'm saying three-on-three. Three. Do a three-on-three tournament-style bracket. Winners get the, you know, the grand prize of uh, money for charity. Puts it on the players to raise money for the charity. And also, you see that, well, you know, one-on-one, but this is three-on-three. Three-on-three three is huge. It's in the Olympics. Big three, you know, league is out there. So, I, I'm saying three-on-three three tournament bracket. I like that idea. I I've like that, that idea. I've heard I like that, that idea. I've heard that idea. Um, would they play harder for three on three? I think you at least try it to see. Try it on for size, see how it fits, and see how hard, especially the charity element of it. I, I like that hook. Rather than, hey, let's give them more money to make them care harder, let's attach a charity to it. So, hey, it's Team Devin Booker, and we're playing for the Special Olympics. We're going to go out there and try to win prize money for the Special Olympics. And Team Booker is going up against Team LeBron, and Team LeBron is representing the Boys and Girls Club of the greater Los Angeles area or whatever, and it's going to be... So four guys to a team, or, one yeah, sub, or five yeah, guys yeah, to a I, team? You know, I, I've never watched these three-on-three tournaments, but I would imagine you have more than just three guys that you would sub it. But you, you would always have just three on the floor at the same time. You have like four teams. You do a little kind of quickie tournament. And you figure out who the champion okay. is, and that just might get more not bad. of an not effort. Bad. I don't think it's a bad idea. Albert and Chandler next up here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Albert, I say to you, fix it. Hey, how's it going, gentlemen? Good. Thanks good. for having me on. Thank you. All right. All right, good. I'm doing good. All right, so it's simple. I got two different paths at this. <laughs> One, the in-season tournament, Adam Silver's close. Obviously, the gimmicky LED court that we saw for the three-point shootout, stuff like that. So they're close. With that said, they need to incentivize winning, whether it's a watch that only the, the East or West gets for winning, whether it's a ring, but incentivize it where it has got value, and those guys are going to want to win to have it. My second avenue of it, back in the day as an avid basketball watcher, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, even Magic Johnson when he came back, when he obviously had the HIV, they all wanted to be the MVP of the All-Star game. So it starts with your most competitive players wanting to win it and having Adam Silver actually push, hey, the MVP of the All-Star games is actually worth something. That's what separates the LeBron, the Kobe's, the Jordans, and stuff like that. Okay, That's, that's my two cents, gentlemen. Okay, good. Thank you for your two cents, and we appreciate the phone call. That's an interesting idea because I did read one opinion piece today that suggested that the problem here lies with the LeBron and the KDs of the Currys and the Currys of the world. that They will set the tone for this event. And if they're playing hard and if they're competing, and this isn't to throw KD under the bus, but if those veteran guys that everybody looks up to and everybody respects, if they're setting a tone with their style of play, the others will follow. The others will play like they do. So maybe if nothing else, Adam Silver needs to have a little powwow with his veteran leadership of the league, the very best older guys, and say, you guys are the tone setters. If they see you half-assing it, they're going to half-ass it. I don't know if that fixes it, but that might be at least a conversation to have. It seemed like Silver kind of hinted like we have had this conversation. Maybe, and maybe they had. Like they, we have like tried, we've talked about this game's got to be more competitive. All right. right, Sean in Phoenix next up here on the Burns and Gamble Show. Sean, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for the time, guys. Um, I should go the way of the NFL and do a flag football game um, since they're not going to cancel them. We are going to have all-star games. Just make something fun. 
do something different than what we see on a regular. And, and that's where I think the three-on-three stuff is interesting. I, I'll tell you my idea, and I shared this with Gambo earlier, and I read this again today too, but I was thinking about this yesterday. Move the in-season tournament to All-Star Weekend. So you have... You have your four final in-season tournament teams on Friday. They play a doubleheader, okay? You do All-Star Saturday with the dunk contest and the three-point contest with all the stars are there, and hopefully more of them are participating. And then on Sunday, instead of the All-Star game, you have the championship of the in-season So there's tournament. no real break for two of the teams, though. There's no real break. There's no fair. Those you players don't get a four- or five-day break. They're not going to Cabo like, yeah, that is the downfall to it, and I hadn't thought about it. downfall that. is that you've got 14, 15 players on a roster. You'll have 60 players. 60 players who have to play at be least there, that, one the, game right. when everybody else is off. And two teams that are going to have to play at least two games. And you're talking about off. the first game being Friday. Didn't the wasn't the last game's Thursday? Yes. Yes. So now you got to really schedule it. Yes. You can't have somebody playing on a back-to-back. But those would be more interesting games that we would watch on Friday and Sunday than an all-star game where guys aren't playing. Because at least we know in those in-season tournament games, they're playing. They're playing hard. And if they really want to showcase the in-season. But you're right. I hadn't thought of the inherent disadvantage that you're giving to all the other teams and not those four. Yeah, they're not they getting a five-day break. Right. Let's sneak one more in real quick. Jake in Santan Valley, you're the last word on this one. You're the last one out the door. How do you think we fix this problem? Well, obviously you can't get rid of it. So they're never going to. But... I, I really think they need to take a page out of the book if the players don't want to play because uh, they're, they're worried about injury or whatever the case may be. Move it. Move the in-season tournament to All-Star Weekend and move All-Star Weekend to the end of the season <clears throat> to where there is an incentive to actually compete and you're not worried about what's going to happen when the playoffs come. It falls at a really weird time in the basketball season and I've always wondered in my 43 years of life why the All-Star game is where it is in the NBA season. I don't think you could do anything the end of the season. This isn't football, right, where they play once a week. And when the season ends and these guys have played 82 games, the teams that don't go to the playoffs, that's it. They're gone, you know. And then as you get eliminated, as we see, they go, you're gone fishing. I mean, teams get eliminated six, seven weeks after the playoffs start. Then you've got two teams playing that are left. So I don't know what you could do during that. Like you know, what what you, you want to play it during the, during this because there's 16 teams that are 16 no plus the play-in tournament. There's 20 teams yeah. that once the season ends still have something to real to play for. All right, again, there were uh, no bad ideas. I was just kidding earlier when I said there were. There were no bad ideas. We were just workshopping this to see if we could come up with some better ideas for how to fix All Star Weekend. Um, the three on three, I think, is worth thinking about and exploring. I'm intrigued by that a little bit. Yeah. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show, first a reminder, you can listen to our show in podcast form, the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. Subscribe right now on your iPhone or Android. You can listen to us like your favorite podcast whenever, however you want. The Burns and Gambo Show podcast. Subscribe this week. It's brought to you this week by your Valley Chevy dealers. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show, Bobby Hurley came out of hiding today on the Bickley and Murata Show. Somewhat kidding after what happened on Saturday. Saturday against U of A. U of A, meanwhile, in a position trying to avoid a repeat of history, and we'll explain next on the Burns and Gambo Show. 
Burns and Gambo need to know social poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Lauren, an update on our social media poll question of the day. Second half of the season. I keep calling it that. It's only 27 games. It beckons on Thursday for the Phoenix Suns. What do you got for us? We're taking the more optimistic approach to the NBA following that abysmal abysmal all-star weekend. <laughs> you sound like you're personally heartbroken by it. Do appreciate all the calls, though, and all the ideas on how to fix it. I will say, some people had some good ideas. I, did. The, I liked the, that. The three-on-three thing, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that's the next phase of this. I like the horse. Wouldn't be surprised at all if they try like a... Because there are leagues that are like three-on-three leagues, and I know they're, they're it's fun to watch because it's a real, you know, wide-open style of play. Anyway, but that's we're not talking about the all-star game. What do we got? No, we're talking about the rest of the sun season here. Who do you think the MVP of the second half of the Sun season is going to be? Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, or somebody else? KD. He's the MVP through the first seven, you know, first 50-something games. He's the MVP. I would stick with KD. Our results haven't changed much since the last time we checked in, and that means 28% for Kevin Durant, while 66% are going for Devin Booker and 5% for Bradley Beal. All right, thanks, Lauren. We appreciate that. You can vote on it on the Burns and Gambo X page at Burns and Gambo. One word is where you can find it. After a uh, series and rivalry record loss to U of A, Bobby Hurley came up for air this morning with Bickley and Murata. Well, you guys have the privilege of, of seeing me in public for the first time since Saturday. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, You've been I've, a little I, Yeah, I've been in hiding. Uh, you know, we did we did serious uh, you know damage control on Sunday. Usually, Sunday is always my off day with the guys. You know, after a Saturday game, it's kind of common uh, pattern. But we all had to spend more quality time together on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I again, bet it, I bet it was run it again, run it again, run it again, again. I bet, I bet it was anything but high quality time uh, with each other. One hundred five to sixty. Oh my God, it was a bloodbath. It, it, it was, was just a bloodbath it watching U of A dismantle. Now U of A is a superior team by far, but ASU has been competitive with them at times last year. They won a game in, in Tucson. Sure. I mean, they, have, they were showing on the broadcast that the best home records in the last, like, four years... Arizona's at the top. They've only got two losses at McHale since like 20, the 2021 season. Like, it's a tough place to go and win. I get it. None of us expect ASU to lose by 45 points in that game. No, you comped it to the 70 to 7 football loss a couple of years ago. And while the score is that shocking, to me, the football one was far more shocking because I always think of those two programs as relative equals to each other. You know, they're, they're one. There are some years where one is better than the other, but never that much better than the other. They're usually both I, mediocre at the same yeah, time. I expect U of A basketball to be better than ASU basketball. Maybe not 45 points better, uh, but better. It capped off what was a very productive weekend for U of A basketball. And I'll let the folks at CBS March Madness's bracket preview explain why. For our fourth one seed joining Purdue, UConn and Houston, our final number one seed going to the West, Charles. Arizona goes to the West top five in every one of the matrix that we looked at. Well, I know Arizona fans don't forget this, but because of Purdue's pratfall last year in the NCAA tournament, some people may forget that Arizona also got upset early by Princeton as a, a two seed going out early. But let me tell you something. Tommy Lloyd has learned from that experience. He brought in two transfers, Caleb Love from North Carolina, Keisha Johnson from San Diego State, two guys who have played yeah. in a Final Four. 
they may play in a Final Four again. Selection Sunday is on March 17th, so we're still a few weeks away. But the NCAA does this thing every year where they do like a, if a season ended today, preliminary. here's who are one seeds or two seeds or three seeds or four seeds. Yeah. They had U of A as a number one seed. U of A's trending to be a one seed. Purdue lost to Ohio State with their new coach. Um, but right now, the best team in the country looks to be UConn. Arizona is different. And the reason why is Kerr Creasa is gone. Very erratic player who at times could be really hot, but at other times was not. He didn't give you anything on the defensive end. You bring in Caleb Love, who the ASU fans are going to probably torch when he gets to Tempe. Forks down. Oh, all game long, Forks man. down. All game long. He had those forks down. So. Not forks up. Forks down. No, forks down. But Caleb Loves gives you toughness and leadership. He was on that North Carolina team. And obviously, Keyshawn Johnson was in the national championship game last year. He gives you size and toughness. Um, they're good. They seem to me, uh, as, a, as an Arizona basketball fan, they seem to be more balanced in their lineup this year. I would not expect that team to go out early in an NCAA yeah, tournament game. I, you say that. And yet that has been Tommy Lloyd's kind of defining March moments for this basketball team in the two tournaments that he's taken them to. They were a two seed. They were a one seed when they lost in the Sweet 16 to Houston his first year. That was a great Houston team. No no harm there. They were a two seed losing to 15th seed Princeton that, last year. That's there's, inexcusable. There's no, and which is why the Tommy Lloyd contract extension that came down over the weekend, it's not curious. He's obviously had a tremendous amount of success there. But this this had better be the postseason where they do the things that U of A basketball is expected to do in March. Yeah, at not, least get to the Elite Eight. Right. Not that they're going to fire him. They're not. They just extended him. But the whispers about his inability to win in the tournament will get very loud if they get bounced early again this year. And that's, I think, the burden that he's going to bear going into March. Wherever they're seated, one, two, whatever it ends up being, they need to go on a really deep run down there because first-round loss, certainly not acceptable. But even getting bounced in the Sweet 16, there are higher expectations than that when you're going into the tournament like U of A is. And they need to be prepared. They're prepared for it, but they need to be prepared for the ramifications if they don't live up to that down there. Yeah, there's no reason. They have have plenty of size. Uh, up front, but they've got plenty of shooting. Don't we up. say this about them every year? Uh, the only thing that I've, you know me, I've never liked that Kirk Risa. I just, I, at times, it was just too hot and cold. I think Caleb Love gives you something that's a little bit different. They seem to be a little bit deeper, too. I think Pella Larson's been a much better player this year than he has in previous years. I think, again, Creasa being gone uh, helps out. Balo's, Balo's the big key. You know, Tabella's gone. Like, Balo's got to be their guy. Uh, up front that really dominates games. But, man, it's just, yeah, I, I think, I mean, listen, there's no no excuse for not getting to at least the Elite Eight for this team. They have to. No excuse. They have to. If they don't, the, the questions are going to get really loud. Yeah. They're yep. going to get really, really loud. But I'd say whoever that analyst was on CBS is right. People often forget about U of A last year because of Purdue. Because of a top seed losing, losing in the first the way round, they did in the first round. First round. It, it, U of A, U of A losing in the first round was a story for about I think eighteen hours last March, if I remember the timing right. And then Purdue lost, and all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, U of A, what? Who cares? Yeah. yeah. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, the Diamondbacks stadium issue, Chase Field, and the renovations came to a little bit of a, I don't want to call it a boiling point this weekend, but certainly comments were made, and it had some Diamondback fans deeply concerned about the future of the organization. We'll try to calm you next on the Burns and Gambo Show.